Sometimes all of our life is going extremely smoothly and well, while the other times we seem to be losing all of the fruits of our really hard work almost instantly. Today's story is about Nicole, who seemingly lost absolutely everything because of the COVID situation, and she didn't know what to do. But she will also tell us the story of how she actually got through it, and now she is the happiest she has ever been in her life. Welcome to Not That Lost, a podcast for people who want to do more and they know they can. Today I have a really special guest for you. She started as a school teacher, then a yoga instructor, and now you are traveling the world, creating your yoga internet academy kind of yeah, online kinda, academy kind of online so, yoga studio yeah so i have a couple of questions about this i'm really excited for this so first of all how did you change from a school teacher into yoga teacher who um how one day you woke up and you're like okay i'm done no it's, no. it's a kind of longer story it's um i had this feeling that i want to have something on my own for my own mm. and um First, I thought it's more into being a sports trainer, like a coach, like a personal coach. And also I got my license as fitness coach, uh, as personal coach. And then I started... Were you a PE teacher? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. And then um, I started looking for, for places where I can build my own gym. Oh. And also wow. I, I visited the place already and then... But it did not feel right, and it stopped. Also, I started doing a business plan and everything. I was so into it, but it didn't work out. And then one day, I was, not one day, it was more. I was in my yoga studio and talked to my yoga teacher, and we were talking about yoga and how it is to teach this yoga instruction. I was like, mm, I kind of feel like I, I do that too. And then this idea grew in me, and then I was like, okay. I'm going to do this with it. I do it. And then I was all in or nothing. Like, uh, I decided in 2018 mm. to be a yoga instructor, yoga teacher full time. And I want to quit my job, build my own yoga studio, like 100%. Mm. And then I decided to do the yoga teacher training in 2019. And I opened my yoga studio in December 2019. So I quit my job. What a timing! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quit my job and I was like, okay, I, I built my own yoga studio. I renovated it for two months and then I opened it and I was so confident that it will work and it worked. Yeah. And then COVID came. And then COVID came. Yeah, that's yeah, why I said about the timing. Like when you said that, I was like, ooh, yeah, the things that we don't control, huh? You know what? December went so well. Like, yeah. I had expectations, but my expectations were doubled or tripled. The January went even better. I was like, oh, God, oh cool, great. And then I heard something about this oh, flu yeah. and flu. we all know how we it all, We yeah. all know how this thing, yeah, yeah. this didn't go well. Uh, how actually did it, uh, did it go for you during COVID? You had to close, right? Because in Germany, they closed everything. Yeah, they, uh, actually the first lockdown wasn't so bad. The first lockdown was only, um, how long was it? I think four weeks. Depends where you were in Hessen. They basically closed us for like nine months. Now then in the summertime, we could open with regulations. But then the second lockdown, this sucked. Uh, it yes. was from 1st November 
I had to close until June. Yeah, that was the long one. Yeah. Yeah, that was this was. There uh, were there were two of them. I remember now. They kind of mixed together. Yeah, and so how how it went? It was uh, yeah. The first one was. I think it was okay-ish because I started teaching live on YouTube. So you just adjusted to the situation. Yeah. How long did it take you to actually adjust? So they they are like locked down, and you're like, <gasps> online, online. Mm. Maybe some days. Okay. Oh wow! Really? I already had the YouTube channel. Ah, yeah. Okay. And um, but the plan was to grow the studio and then do more with the YouTube channel. But then I had no studio yeah. anymore, so I was like, okay, we can use the YouTube channel to go live. And I started going live, but I did not collect money for that. It was more like um, like the people could Just community, yeah. yes, so donations, donations. Okay, yeah, yeah. donated and. That was the first lockdown, and also I created the first real yoga videos mm. on YouTube when it started growing, and then the summer came. Oh, it was more than was it two months. The first lockdown, I don't remember. I don't remember. It, it just But I thought I bl it blends. I also I had my moments. I had a uh, actually I have a video on YouTube <laughs> my life in COVID or with the studio, and I was sitting there talking about my situation and how I feel about it, and then out of nowhere. I was sitting in my yoga studio I built with my own hands for two months. Really, I did everything. I, I felt like I got a, I became a mechanic. Mm. And I was sitting there and tear came came up. I was so sad because it felt so unfair. Because I built it up, I followed my dream and went well. And then I can't do it. Mm. And it felt I mean of course we understand the first Yeah, of course, it, yeah. It was so unfair, like I built this and now I'm sitting here, can't work. Yeah. Could you still visit the studio though? Yes. Yes. Okay, so I have actually a friend from UK. He didn't have a place in UK. He just had his gym mm -hmm. and he was about to do something with it. But then COVID came and he was stuck without an apartment. Oh. And he had to live in his gym for a couple of months. And since he was in a gym that was all he could do and he was opening it up every single day to get out and in and things like this and his neighbors were calling for police for him that he has an open gym and he was tr explaining to them like each week that he lives there because he's stuck oh <laughs> people people <laughs> yeah so he was telling me those stories and i was like dude wow That was drastic. So you still had an apartment, I hope. And will did people call on you when you were visiting your own studio? But you just got this feeling that I'm, they will. Am I allowed to walk there now? Yeah. In the first weeks, in the first lockdown, especially, it felt it wasn't allowed. Yeah. And I had this feeling like oh, hopefully nobody sees me because I am in my studio recording videos. Ah, yeah, the horror. Alone. Yeah. Guilty. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, actually, for first couple of months, because I back at the time I was doing uh, YouTube and mostly like travel and public speaking and videography and things like this. And then COVID hits, and I have everything cancelled up until October, and that was February. So I lost all of my jobs, and I was sitting there for like three months thinking, what do I do now? I have a YouTube channel, but it's a travel YouTube channel. And it's drone YouTube channel, and now everything's canceled. Like, what do I do with my life? So I started live streaming, <laughs> and I was just talking to people because I felt so alone. Yeah. I felt like 
I need someone to talk to and maybe other people's needed too. So I started live streaming. Turned out that a lot of people just needed someone to talk What's to. The transition for you? Three months before I figured out that I can do something with my life, I was really depressed because I was just getting a lot of calls and emails just saying, sorry, we have to cancel. And I was supposed to go for like a really big public speaking, like the biggest gig of my life. And there was supposed to be Elon Musk in there talking just before me. And I was like, come on, they canceled this. Like, come on, it's in October, maybe it will finish. And you know, that was weird because I was so like thinking that, oh, maybe, maybe it will stop. Even though I was telling everyone that usually pandemics take a about two years. So it won't stop. And then I was telling myself that it will. So that was pretty I mean, bipolar. I had this kind of hope because yeah. people like, okay, they're working on it, solutions. Yeah, you would hope that people will, you know, do things, learn, learn on their, you know, mistakes yeah. throughout history, but they didn't. Uh, so yeah, that was pretty weird uh, experience for me personally. But for you, I mean, you just opened something that was working well and then bam, everything. I mean, in the second lockdown, when we had to close from November 1st, it was only the gyms. Only the gyms had to close. Ah, yeah, I remember that. It was so weird. I remember sitting in my car, driving through the city in the morning, and I felt so, I don't know, like an outsider. Yeah, and I didn't understand why they wanted to like oh, get yeah, just the gyms. Not... It's like you leave schools and kindergartens and kindergartens, those kids literally Restaur lick each other. Restaurants, why the gyms? You don't want yeah. people to be healthy yeah. and new? Like, what is the point? They've, so... they've already been closed for so long. Yeah. I didn't get it at all. So that was that was really weird, but it was a boom for you because everything had to be done online. Yeah, uh, that was also the time I started teaching online and getting money for it yeah like uh, in exchange people pay 10 euros to mm. go to my online yoga class it was not for free on youtube anymore so i had to do something because yeah of course i, I mean and, yeah and um the the really bad thing in the second lockdown was that it continued and you did not know what will they do yeah, next week they were changing the rules every week i remember it that was, i had to ask them for joining and i begged them to come, kind of back them in my stories come to me visit my online classes but not once a week it felt like every day and it felt like so exhausting getting this money and i, I was asking myself how long can i handle this and also um i had this conversation with my partner that we it was so funny in march still close in march we were like hey we could live since five months in spain and it would be the same yeah you know? yeah <laughs> probably cheaper considering german probably. prices by the way yeah and um this created our idea to move on mm. the online work worked yeah so youtube was growing people visited my online classes and the whole online work was growing and growing and um yeah, then we kind of talked more about this getting out of Germany, going on travels and um, yeah, but I think we will talk about this anyway. Yeah, I wanted to ask like, what kept you going through this really, really hard time? Because it's drastic in your situation. Mm. I would say a few things. First, my passion mm. for yoga, for the teaching and 
it doesn't felt like I had to do it uh, because I really love my job. I really love what I do. The shittiest part was more that the money was getting lower and lower and lower. So I had to pay everything from my savings. Yeah. And also I got money from my people. So I was like, I, in Germany, we say we are over water, mm -hmm. um, but I was not I was not under the water. I was, I was barely there. Like, I was at the surface craving for some air, like it felt mm -hmm. like that. So I, I did not really feel like I'm in the position to beg for money. Yeah. Um, but also it was not a nice situation. And yeah. to continue with the hope that I can live from my online earnings. And I saw the num numbers and it started growing and I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool, this works. And I like doing it. And also I got better and better into the video editing. And then, um, yeah, we started talking about what to do in future. And also I loved my yoga studio, but in the situation, it was unsure where we wanna, where we would be in a year or so. Mm -hmm. um, so the idea grow to build up more and more this online presence that we can live from it or that I can live from it and then mm -hmm. travel. Yeah, that's up. great. How did it actually like go with, hey, let's just move somewhere. Like uh, you said you did it with your partner and we know that it was Chris. Chris will be also in the um, podcast. And he said that he stayed in Germany because you were working on your yoga studio. So I understand that at one point he was like, hey, we could actually be somewhere else, you know? So how how did this came to life? That we moved? Yeah. Uh, actually, let me think about it. So the first idea was to grow the yoga studio mm -hmm. and kind of grow it that way that I can manage other yoga, yoga teachers in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm still the owner of the studio and can travel around the world. Yeah, so this so was kind of get yourself out of the equation. Yeah. This was the first idea. And we talked about it when we met because we met exactly at the wrong time, timing, maybe. I mean, I don't know if Chris talked about it. No. <laughs> so we both say if we would meet like three or four months earlier, maybe I would never started with a YouTube, <gasps> with the yoga studio. Good person, good time. So it was it, I, I shaked literally the hand with my with my um, person I rented the place from a week after we met. Like wow. it, was, it was super close. But okay, the first idea was to build this studio because I don't can't teach all lessons my whole life. That's mm -hmm. like a working machine. I don't want to be in that. So yeah. this was Plan A. Then COVID hit. Then we came up with Plan B. Um, that's not ish. What is that? We all ask it ourselves. What what is yeah. that? Yeah, and then. We planned our first trip to Spain in 2022 mm. to create, was it right? No, uh, 2021. We traveled to Spain for the whole October. And when we were in Spain, I could get a sense of this life. We produced the online course, mm. we, we traveled and were at nice places, filmed the yoga content and filmed for YouTube. And it felt so, so good. And we talked about it. and. We were like, yeah, we really, we both want that. But in one point in your life, you have to decide. You have to do it. Yeah. And the question was, when? Mm. When do we want to do it? And when we were in Spain, we were like, maybe give us a year. In one year, we will do it. Yeah. 
the time continued, come, I came back to Germany, then I could teach in my yoga studio as well. Um, I had a yoga retreat in Spain. In Spain, actually, uh, maybe six months, eight months later, after mm. this summer 2022, we were in Spain again. And then we, again, we talked about this idea that, hey, in October, we said in one year we will do it. And, but when we want to really do it, we have to decide. Yeah. And um, this was the time when we came back from Spain in like, July. We were like, okay, we, or June was it, we have to cancel our flat because in Germany you have to do it three months yes, in advance yes. to travel in autumn. So that was the moment. It was like, it okay. It was the moment we put the leather in yeah. the, the leather box. And that was, was a crazy moment. And then I went to India for four weeks. Ah, yeah, this is great. It's like, okay, I did this, let's go. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, then when I came back, we had two months to prepare everything. Also, I, I had my yoga studio. I, my lovely customers, it, it broke my heart to tell them that you're closing. Yeah. Aww. I was wondering if you closed. That was about to be my next question, but... I, mean, I, I did not close it, I, I sold it. Okay, yeah. I searched for someone replacing me and uh, I found one. Okay, that's great. So, okay, so this is still going. This yeah. is good. Okay, so what was the most uh, troublesome thing during your transition from living in Germany, your cozy life with all of your things into uh, we're living everywhere now and we have like four suitcases if I count it right? The most... Oh, let me think about it. I would say um, to build everything up to a point I can live from it because mm. I still can't live from it. It's not enough yet. Mm. Um, but I have the, the savings from the, the yoga studio and I gave also myself a year and it's growing and I, I will be there mm -hmm. in a few months. But I think this is the most troubling thing because money. I put a lot of pressure on yeah. myself, it's money. But also I see uh, that it's growing and I like what I do. It's my passion still. Mm. So um, I trust the process. So it's worth it. It's worth, yeah. I trust totally the process. And I I'm, I'm have faith in, in the universe. In the universe and what we do. Yeah, and the second thing, I think the first was what to decide and mm. what what you want to put into your four pieces of luggage. I mean, that's true. Yeah. Like, you, what do I take? What do I don't take? Sometimes you want to have nice clothes or nice shoes or makeup or my Dyson I travel with. <laughs> you do travel with Dyson and the uh, camera okay, just turned off. Damn it. <laughs> are you dead or are you full? SD card. So much content. So much content. Yeah, I've been just doing too much content today, it seems. Ah, sorry. I'll just switch this can this ca uh, card and then. I know. <laughs> They're big too. That's what she said. That's what she said. Just so you know, my uh, my content is obviously PG. So, no jokes of that's what she said will be in this episode. Come on, record. Yeah, recording. Okay, so. So, yeah, the, 
what to decide to put into the luggage mm. um, the Dyson the Dyson it's work okay <laughs> it's work I'm thinking about getting myself a, a hair dryer because I'm kind of like traveling without it and then I'm always like I wish I had one some hotels had it and you know what the Dyson you have the hair dryer and the curling stuff and also the the quality is super good <laughs> yeah Oh, we're getting to Dyson. Not sponsored. <laughs> yet. But, but Dyson, if you hear that. Yeah, but okay. Dyson, hear us out. Yeah, not yet. Um, um, yeah. yeah, what to put in it. And I think the first four weeks, eight weeks, we were in Cyprus. And um, it was kind of interesting how to work all this new life out. How, ah, yes. How to find the work-life balance. Because as self or as entrepreneur, you can you work all work. the time. So to work. what to do with all this new yeah. time because there's no yoga studio anymore. Oh, I think this is what troubles me most. There's the, no studio. There's no there's no yoga studio. I don't have these fixed yoga lessons in the week. So right now I have my online classes as well, but mm. also I have these like 24 hours a day to work. Yeah. And I was rushing so much into our projects mm. because we really, really wanted to, to achieve our goals sooner than later. Right now. Right now. But yeah. we have big goals and they needs time. Mm. And I think this was a really, it was a challenge for me in the first eight weeks. Now I'm, I feel better. I, I feel arrived in this kind of work-life balance. I think COVID also gave us a little bit of like a... Uh, preparation time I guess for you like sure. well you're gonna work from home now so yeah. maybe the universe was like okay this is the right time hey here's a pandemic yeah. I uh, would say when some people when people say COVID was horrible or baddest thing would happen I can't really agree yeah that's, because that's okay it I mean the, the the pandemic was bad yeah but it teached me a lot of skills so mm. i can edit now i can film videos i can use cameras yeah, i think a lot of people just kind of missed on the opportunity that it gave us to be at home True. save like two hours a day on commu uh, commute to work and back mm. and they used it for like netflix instead of udemy or skillshare yeah. or something to learn like even videos on youtube which are absolutely free you had so much more time to learn things and a lot of people i think just wasted it on games and doing other things like this i saw it happening and i was really uh i was really saying like you save so much time why won't you like learn something new and the guy was like huh nah Mm. And I was like, yeah, you're wasting such a big opportunity in your life. Well, you know, I think there are two types of person out yeah. in the world. Like, the one person, or, or how do you say in English? You want to grow? Mache? Doer? Doer, yeah, the doer. And the other, they're the opposite of the doer. The watcher. The people <laughs> like to watch. Totally. And this is a thing now. I told you it, it took only a few days and then we said, okay, we produce a course, we film YouTube videos, we go into live yeah. and, and so on. But you had already helped because Chris was doing the YouTube stuff for years before you. True, he, so. he gave me these ideas and I was so open for it. Um, yeah, I was super open for it. It helped a lot. Yeah, and also I saw in our region that a lot of companies, they struggled with these new possibilities. Mm. They they even after a year they didn't start doing more advertising online using yeah. instagram for it or, or going some live. people never learn to do yes <laughs> and 
I mean, there are a lot of cool opportunities for shops and there are a lot of shops out there, they used it, but also there are a lot of shops out there that they, they didn't. They yeah. didn't. That's really interesting. Okay, um, considering that we talked about a lot of struggle right now, yeah. what is the most exciting thing right now in your life? I ask this to every single person. The most exciting thing is that I actually um, can work from everywhere I am mm. now. And this is really exciting. And there is a moment I want to share with you. When, I, when we were in Germany, we flat was uh, empty we were at Christmas place and we were like the last two days in mm -hmm. Germany I was driving with our car oh, I also, also sold my car <laughs> I was driving with the car we rented and then there was this song from Still Corners The Trip I love this song I was sitting in the car and the out timing of, <laughs> out of nowhere I started crying but for happiness yeah i was like this it I, it felt like so like this pure happiness rising up inside of me that you that, are doing what you want to do actually do it i like i do now it felt like i want to do it for my whole life yeah the moment of some type of an awakening inside of you yes. like i was doing things that i didn't want to do and now i'm going to do what i want to do yes. so this gets me to another question how did your parents and friends react when you said like you know what i'm just gonna pack my stuff and go yeah oh where are you going i don't know they reacted pretty well um oh really okay yeah. i mean they reacted in both ways first they were happy for me they and the second, they were sad when I left. Mm. So, you want your closest friends and you want your family that they are sad that you leave because they love you mm. or should love you or <laughs> should care for you. <laughs> yeah. And also with your friends, with my best friend Natalie, she said, or when I told her that I that we are doing it mm. in summer, it felt like I broke up with her. It was I was so sad, um, but she was. She was like, I I'm so happy for you, but also I'm so sad that I don't have you anymore. And um, I get, I start getting emotional when I talk about this because it's so, it's a good thing when you have friends and you feel that they support you and also they love you. Yes. And they, they have this courage to tell you. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. That's yeah. true. Okay, this is interesting because every single person has a different experience. Mm -hmm. So for me, a lot of people told me like, are you sure of this? I mean, don't you want a, like a normal job? And I was like, mm, no, no, not really. Thank you. No. Uh, so I up until this, this day, I, I it's the this... same thing. Uh, oh, it's okay. a lot of people still tell me like, oh, are you sure you want to live this life? Because you don't look really happy. And then those same people come back to me and they're like, oh, can you pack me in your suitcase? Because you travel so much. And uh, there's also people who ask me like, oh, how do you get all this money to do all this travel? Mm -hmm. And I need to explain to them that, you know what? Sure. It's actually cheaper for me to be here for six weeks with the flight tickets than to pay your rent in Dublin for yeah. a month. Yeah. Uh, so about, yeah, it's a lot about perspectives because some people don't really believe uh, in the fact that it can get cheaper mm. to be somewhere else. Mm. And if you don't leave your city where you were born or you don't leave the country in which you were born, farther than you know, going for a trip to a hotel, all inclusive yeah. and stuff like this, you don't really see the other opportunity and that there is different life possible for you and you can just grab it. I have two things uh, mm. for this. First, I think a lot of my friends, or not the closest one, they, mm. they understand, but 
normal friends, they don't really get what we do. They think we are on vacations. Yeah. And also they, they don't can grab what we do. And the, the other thing is when you live in your bubble, I talked about this with Chris yesterday. It's funny. Um, to earn 10,000 euro per month. If you are as remote worker outside in the world, it doesn't sound silly. It's Yeah, it's there is no ceiling really. Really, it's so possible to earn 10,000 euros per month. But if you talk in Germany with someone about earning 10,000 euros per month, they're checking if you have fever. Because but if you- Are you a CEO? <laughs> yes, no one gets 10,000 euros per month. I, for me as primary school teacher, I had netto um, like 2,200 euros and I had good income. It was good life. Yeah. But if you go out of this German bubble and see what other people earn out in the world, or, or Aisha, for example, she's getting a oh, lot yeah. of money. It's a six figure income. And a lot of people getting this. Yeah. And, and she travels the world and she's like 25, I think. Yeah. And we need to get her here. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like these, these possibilities. We are remote workers. You have your businesses. I have my businesses and we, we are building it up. And to earn a five figure income or even a six figure income per year or more is possibility and possible, possible and achievable. Check with us in a year. We're going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think yeah, it's just the, the perspective. Yeah. Yes. But I think it's a kind of uh, like forced on us by the way we are being raised yeah, uh, so what we are being told throughout our entire lives as kids and then as yeah. young adults and adults this is what we are being told like find yourself a good job and maybe you will make it to CEO and get a six-figure income like some people for them like six-figure income is like you have to be a business owner or like CEO or something like this well for real you can do this on Fiverr yes I agree making someone's blog posts or writing their books like a ghostwriter and things like this and those are the things you don't really need much more than your laptop for you can set up this company for absolutely nothing and people don't see it and don't think that it's a real job it's like i talked with a person once we uh, a friend of mine she's doing ghostwriting on fiverr and she's doing five figures every single month for writing stuff on fiverr uh, so she had the friend come, uh, we were at her like uh, city where, where she came from and she said like, oh, there is a friend I wanted to meet up. And we were sitting there and uh, this person was uh, talking to us and she was like, oh, but have you girls thought about getting yourself like a normal job, you know, to get a real income? And this, uh, like, at first I was like, well, I'm actually doing pretty fine when it goes to my income. And then this girl says that, oh, I'm actually earning like 15,000 a month. And the, the girl's face that was sitting there was like, what? Yeah. So that was so interesting to see the reaction of people that this is not only possible, but doable. And without that normal job. Wow. It is wow. And um, before I was in this... But it's like they don't see it. They don't see it. They don't know it. Or they don't see it. Yeah, there may be both. A lot of people just don't figure out the fact that you can use your skills. And it doesn't have to be anything like super university like like i told my sister you are great at writing and you love fantasy books your husband is great at drawing he's like amazing artist good combination i know i told her like set up a gig on fiverr in which you do proofreading 
so you check if it makes sense. Copywriting and you can add as a separate thing doing illustrations for your book or covers because your husband would be like and you have a service in which someone who wrote a book has everything like this on a golden platter. You can make so much money with this. And she doesn't listen. <laughs> She's like, I don't know if I would do it. I'm like, do it. And maybe she doesn't want to. Yeah, that's another thing. Like, like if you people. don't want it hard enough, you won't really make a step. It's like with the, the book, The Secret, they talk about manifestation and things like this. And people do manifestation and manifestation boards and manifestation uh, notebooks. I have one, but it's also about taking action. If I manifest uh, the perfect partner, but I will not go on any date. I won't try Fiverr, go outside, talk to random people on the plane or talk to random people in the bar. I mean, no one will find me sitting here on the orange couch, okay? No. So this is a lot, of, a lot of people don't get it that you need to take an action. You took an action and then one day you just wake up and you cry in a car, but out of happiness that you do the things that you love doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's exactly also my point, what, what we are always to someone you have you know people see our lives they see we travel we earn yeah, they uh, see we, the product they see the product yeah but they don't see the work behind exactly that we have days we work 12 14 hours a day and more and, more. <laughs> and like seven weeks uh, seven and days more. <laughs> seven days a week, seven days like, a week. Yeah. there is no there is no break but because this is our life and we like to do that it's not it doesn't feel like oh i have to go to my nine to five job i don't really like it i do it for someone else i i, I create a product yeah but i'm not passionate in it but we have this passion and we do these actions and we... also you're not so restricted with time so you have nine yes. to five you know you will be nine to five or more at work each day yeah like Monday to Friday, well, we can be like, okay, I'm actually gonna work Tuesday to Saturday, and then on Monday I can do all of my errands when everyone else is at work and it goes so much faster. And you can actually like do a little marathon. You work those 14 hours a day for a week, and then you release your course, and then you just take money off of it for months and months to come and it's a passive income so it's not also like not to scare everyone here on the podcast uh, that you're gonna just work 12 hours a day you can you can but it's just gonna it's not a marathon it's like you're doing a little sprint and then you kind of ease out and then you have another idea so you do a little sprint and then you can ease out go to bali and just kind of enjoy it and then make 17 out of 10 videos just like you but <laughs> an advice and I'm bad at it. Take a brief be between these sprints. <laughs> do what Nicole says, not what Nicole does. And do what Lexi says, not what Lexi does. We struggle with it. <laughs> it's true. Like we have the same struggle. So I saw you actually started doing like a daily break. Uh, next to the pool, you just read. I'm just taking my Sunday. And this is so hard for me to not look at my computer every Sunday. Like my friends and my family started asking me like, okay, it's Sunday, are you in front of your computer? And I'm like, I'm happy to report, I haven't opened it today. That's good. And my brother, literally I saw his face on the call on WhatsApp and he was looking at me like, wow, really, you didn't open it? He, he was like, can, can I ask someone if you didn't open it for real? And I was like, no, no, you cannot stop it. So it's a problem. So you need to kind of get this um, work-life balance type of a thing. And it's hard, especially when you work for yourself and you see that the more you work, the more money you get. If money is important, you do more work. And, and then the, you're in a situation. The tasks are endless. You 
country well, all the time 24 hours a day so this is this is the biggest challenge i would say yeah you have to face but also to come back to the to the the whole meaning when you want to do something you have you do to it. do it you have yes. to take action when you find your passion find what you like do what you like and then it will be successfully yeah you, and you can fail many many times yes. and that's okay failure is okay of course like this is something that i also want uh, everyone to kind of em know and emphasize failure is not a bad thing failure is a lesson you there is no such thing as overnight success like people said oh you just have an overnight success because you got that and that no it's an eight year long overnight success you just saw the product of a lot of work and a lot of failure each time you start something and you start it and that's already a big thing then you fail so you do it again uh, with the lessons that you already learned and then you fail again because your battery is finishing and i see it right now <laughs> okay wait ah this is awful what is going on I cannot record that many things in one day. The other camera is turned now. I should. Good that you noticed, otherwise we would not see your beautiful face. Content creator. Okay, yeah, so. <clears throat> Failure being a pretty good thing. And sometimes uh, I've noticed it. I thought that I learned on my failure, but I didn't. I did it even worse. So it's a failure of a failure. But then you go back again. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can also share the knowledge that you have out of all of your failures. Like I have my course on which I'm telling people like, hey, I've been doing it for eight years. I did so many mistakes. So here's a course that will help you avoid them. Yeah, so, so like, like a short, yeah, it's like a shortcut for you. Here you go, learn from my lessons. Yeah, it's like I failed so many times over here and I think it's pretty great. I cannot imagine myself in a nine to five job. I cannot, I don't think there is money on the planet Earth that someone could pay me right now to go for a nine to five. What was your start into this self-employee? My mom told me, and my dad too, by the way. Uh, so they both worked uh, really, really hard their entire lives. And um, my mom was telling me most of my life uh, that I have a power to do it. She sees it. And I should never ever work for anyone else and make anyone rich with uh, what I have. And that was really interesting thought because like, uh, my parents actually didn't raise me as uh, you're a girl, here is a doll. Uh, my parents actually raised me more like, uh, it will sound weird, but non-gender. I want a car, I get a car, I want a doll, I get a doll. Yeah. I want to have a doll in a car, that's fine. It, like no no things like uh, whenever I was getting like presents uh, from the family and stuff like this, they were saying like, don't buy her stuff from like children department, girl department, buy something cool. So uh, I they were either getting money or I was, of course, getting some girly stuff as well. Uh, but uh, I never learned in my childhood that I have to do something because I'm a girl. I learned it at school. Mm. Okay. And there's this huge thing. I didn't tell you about it, I think. Uh, so uh, we had like technical lessons. And on one of the technical lessons, the boys could do like a plane wooden plane model mm -hmm. That's so cool. cool thank you and the girls were supposed to make a cake so everyone can eat it after the lessons what yeah thank you so <laughs> the teacher tells me that no you're a girl so you do the cake and i was like 
well, those girls that want to can do a cake, I want to build a plane. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I want to make this plane and look how cool this is. And the teacher was like, no, you cannot because you're a girl. And I was like, what does it even mean? Lexi aged eight, by the way. <laughs> Lexi aged eight, being like, what do you talk to me about? Yeah. Um, so it was a whole big thing because I lost, I lost my shit. Eight-year-old Lexi being like, what do you mean? Um, so I got called to a principal. My mom got called to a principal. That was the first time when I got called to a principal in my life. And then in my high school, my principal had cookies and coffee for me. They were so bad. Um, they were doing the cake. They were doing the cake, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my mom comes in and my mom uh, actually used to be a car mechanic. So that's not really a girly thing to do. Uh, so my mom comes in and she's like, what the hell is a problem? And the teacher says that I threw a tantrum because I don't want to bake a cake, but I'm a girl, so I have to bake a cake. And my mom looked at her and she was like, okay, why? And she's like, because she's a girl, she cannot do a model plane. And my mom was like, okay, why? Because uh, it's not a girly thing to do. And my mom was like, oh my God. Yeah, my mom was really it. there like, hear me out. <laughs> And my mom is really funny with those things. She, just, she can really do like, hear me out. I'm a car mechanic. I bet I could repair a car better than your husband. I know it's not a woman's thing to do, but hear me out. There's a free will. People can do whatever they want. My kid doesn't know that she cannot do things because of her gender. And I wanted to stay this way. And apparently, so finished with me doing the, the plane, obviously. Um, I was really happy about the plane, oh, but my mom said, I don't remember this. I remember the shock of the situation. I don't remember this, but she said that for a week I was coming to her and being like, is this a girl thing to do or a boy thing to do? Like, what do you mean I cannot do something because I'm a girl? Figure this out. And I don't remember this, but she said it was a week of fun for her. Like I was coming sometimes for the things being like, can I open it or is it a boy thing? Sarcastic eight. Yeah, I was really like, <laughs> I don't remember doing this, but that was my thing. Uh, so my mom told me uh, that I'm having the power to do things like this because my sister, like you can see it like a lot of uh, uh, siblings don't have the same thing. We theoretically have the same power, theoretically, not even. Uh, we have same type of a thing we came out of. But my sister's dream was to have a husband, get a house, have a kid, and just, you know, live a really happy life. While me, it was like, I want to do a lot of stuff. I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. So my mom said that you have a power. I am sure you're going to do well, but don't let anyone get rich on you. Yeah. And my dad said the same thing. That's uh, a cool so, advice. yeah. So I was actually working since I was 16, and my only job in which uh, up until like 2022, um, only job that I had that was kind of like normal uh, was I was a waitress in a restaurant because mm. it was kind of like I could go to school and then go to the restaurant and then work on the weekends and it was fine, get some money. Um, and I was living alone since I was 16 as well. So I just had to make money to pay the bills. Um, and uh, that was the only job that I had because then I went to university and uh, that was my idea because I still had this idea in my head being like, oh, I need to go to school, go to university, find a job or do, do something yeah. else like be an entrepreneur in my opinion and um, yeah during university my dad came in and he was like hear me out you cannot work yourself to death 
uh, so I will help you out, I will pay for the university and that helped a lot. Uh, so I was just still paying for my uh, house because the uh, university was pretty expensive, I was in a private one. And um, yeah, so after this, I kind of almost got myself into the I want to go to, you know, being an architect and go to a, like a real no, no job. And then I had this one lesson on which I didn't get a memo that no one's coming for. So there was just me and the teacher. And he told me that if I go to any type of architecture studio, I will not be able to sign off my own uh, papers, my own projects, yeah. until I finish another three years of university, which cost more than I would be able to earn in the studio. Oh, fine. Yeah. Good. So I was there like, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Uh, I still finished university and I finished like the first time you could uh, protect your thesis. Mm -hmm. That was my day. <laughs> and even the director of the school was like, are you sure, Lexi? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. So I finished uh, with all the good grades and everything. And I started doing freelancing as a um, IT. Because actually the same day I, I was pissed that I will not be able to sign my own projects. And I was like, fine, fine, I'll just do something else. And I found this uh, MIT and Google uh, had like a mentorship program and you yeah. could apply for it. And I applied just because I was like, fine, university, uh, like universe post me this. Okay, I'll, I'll do it. And then I got an email like three weeks later that I got into MIT. So I did half a year of computer science on MIT while doing my university as an engineer architecture. It was great. And then I got a mentor from Google. So I could be doing freelancing as an IT and programmer. Wow. And then I started my YouTube channel because I discovered drones and this is how it basically went. Uh, and I haven't had a nine to five job up until like 2022 when I became the test pilot for SBDA. And uh, then, uh, yeah, I hated nine to five. I found a lot of things really unproductive and I was really unhappy about it. And then I found another job as a test pilot and I hated it even more. And since then I decided there is no money on the planet Earth. Someone could pay me to keep me in a nine to five job. And here you are. <laughs> it's a long story short, yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm currently like contracting with ASPDA. So, um, you know, it, we, we have a contract. I just come there when they need me. And that works for me because I really, I cannot do a nine to five. Isn't that funny that you are in, you are in a job and for me, it was kind of same. I was in the job as teacher. I teached and there was something. Yeah, there, there is something. something. I, I had no word for it, but I felt something. I was I was not happy anymore. And also the system sucks and yeah. they, they need to the be changed sucks. a lot. Well, and this is something that my friend said that uh, what helped her was to go back to her inner child because mm -hmm. we get so much influence from school like from primary to high school, you get so much influence on what you should be doing, yes. what you should be dreaming of, what is a good life. Like you had a good life in Germany with your salary, but do you think you were happy? Oh, no. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, And then you have a lot of people who have the good life, who are depressed and hate their lives and just complain and basically want to finish it all. So she said that what helped her was to come back to her inner child and come back to all of the things she liked as a child mm -hmm. because then it got her into what she actually wants to do with her life and then she realized that what she is doing and she was doing like engineering and stuff like this that this is not what she wants to do and if she will stay there she will probably commit suicide this is what she said wow. uh, and I was like okay this is getting dark really fast yeah. uh, but that's this is kind of like a true thing like 
if you think of my experience, I liked toys and flying things and I did my freaking wooden plane. Mm -hmm. I did it and now I fly some. So it kind of works that, right? So kind of connecting with your inner child and being like, okay, I don't want the good life that people tell me I want. I want good life that's good for me. But you have to understand that you have to go to this point to understand yes. what is it what I really want? What is it what I need? What some people actually, yeah, some people get it when, when they are 50, 60, 70. Hmm. That's a little bit late. But if we had some type of like a workshops in schools, like what do you want to do with your life? And actually... A workshop at school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. They don't tell you what you want. They tell That's true. What you need to want. What you want. Yes. So, uh, you know, just something that will actually get people into really realizing what they want in their lives. Because there's a lot of people who have like got through this whole, you know, get married, have a kid, get a house, plant a tree. And then they did all of those things and they're like, and now what? But also the thing is, um, for example, relationships. Yeah. If it is your work or the relationship, it's the same. When you are in a relationship and you are in it for some years and you are in the late 20s or so, and then there's this moment, as a woman especially, because we get pregnant, um, it's like, is this really the man I want to spend the rest of my life with? Or at least, is this the man who could be a father for my child mm. and then you get these really serious questions for yourself mm. and then that's the thing when you are really honest to yourself you may realize that's a no maybe you realize oh maybe he's not but then what's next the yeah. next step would be okay you leave him or you leave the job yeah if you realize you're not this happy. is not what you want to do yeah but how many people can do it? It's, That's it's, true. It's so hard to overcome these, these attachments. Yeah, what will people say? These, these easy life, these nice feelings. What would people say? You, you, you build something. Also, you have this community. To leave all this just for you, for your happiness. A lot of people struggle with that. But yeah. if you do, I, I just, I think yesterday I said to a friend, the harder it feels. The better it will the be. The better it will be. Mm-hmm. And it works everywhere. Mm-hmm. It works at your job and your relationships. And also if you have a good relationship and there is something you want to talk about. If you feel like a big stone in your throat, do it. Just do it. Yeah. You feel so much better after. Yeah, communication is absolutely a key. And actually gut feeling. Like if you feel um like with relationships and with work it may be the same like if you feel and realize that you are happy and smiling only outside of the situation that may not be the best situation for you and if you if you realize that you can ask yourself okay can i change it yeah yes when you get the answer yes you can change it then can i really do i change it can i change it and do i want to hard enough yes and if you can't change it then you have to ask yourself okay can i live with it and if this is a no then you need some help yeah because then you're stuck in somewhere dark and you need some help maybe talk with friends and how to handle the situations but it's it's just an easy honest questioning yourself am i happy yes or no no okay can i change it yes or no yes i can change it and then ask yourself, do I really want to change it? Yeah. Because we like maybe our maybe it's comfortable, and, yeah. Yeah, and um, 
Well, at the same time, our brain is created in a way that it wants to have something that's familiar. Mm. So it's really hard to that's go against your so brain. Hard. That's why it is so hard. Oh. And it's really uh, interesting because I, like my sister finished psychology, so I know a couple of things there. Um, it's really weird when I tell people things like this and they're like, how, why do you get my brain outside of me? And I'm like, because your brain is working on the same thing as it did for thousands of years. That's why you have uh, fight or flight. That's why you get anxiety. That's why you think all the time about your past yeah. because your brain is literally programmed in this way. And this is why you like the old music because your brain likes stuff that is familiar. Yes. And going outside of this thing doesn't mean that it's gonna be bad, but your brain is scared of it. But the point is to do it scared just go through with it. And then once this is new familiar for you, your brain will be like, oh, that was a really great decision, love it. Yeah. And this is like real thing. There's you and your brain. <laughs> That's two different things. And there's also your gut, which is a third one, which is sometimes like brain is like, yeah, but that's not familiar. And your gut is like, but this is great. Let's eat more of this pizza, come on. Yeah. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like there's three three types of you sometimes. And it's really important to kind of realize that a lot of things that your brain tells you, like the truth is a lie. Mm -hmm. If your brain says, oh, but if you're gonna break up with this person or leave this job, what will people say? What will my mom say? I will die. Where will I get money from? And all of those things. And this is how your brain is programmed. It's yes. supposed to work like this. But then you need to kind of switch the, the way the narration that you talk to yourself it's not um i read it somewhere like you shouldn't be asking yourself uh, like telling yourself oh i will never be able to afford a new tesla you should be asking yourself okay how can i afford the tesla and then your brain instead of going from oh this is sad will go into okay hear me out so there is this list so it's about also how you talk to yourself and it sounds weird and mumbo jumbo like you know talking to yourself in the mirror telling yourself that you are worth it and abundance is all over the place having those manifestation books and everything it's also about how you speak to yourself and to your brain it's not being in the everything's bad it's been in a how can i make it better and then making your brain literally go on the right track yeah. on this you know a lot of from the yoga philosophy um i see some parallels in it like yeah. uh, i know uh, nothing about yoga so. also the the yoga philosophy helped me a lot through my yoga teacher training in 19. Mm. The yoga philosophy helped me realizing things mm. and and supported me in my decisions mm. because I was uh, for two things. First one is called ahimsa, which means nonviolence. And when, oh, when okay. I say nonviolence, you're like, yeah, sure, don't hurt this bunny, don't hurt other people, um, but also don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And then the second one is like honesty mm. or truthfulness. Be true, please, yeah, don't lie. But if you dig deeper, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. And if you just combine these two things, it's like, I hurt kind of myself. I hurt mm. my mental health when I continue going into a job I don't like. Mm. I, I, I'm not mental healthy when I continue being in a relationship I don't like and so on and so on. And this truthfulness for yourself, when you start thinking about yourself, your life, your 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 even your personality, then you realize, okay, maybe I should uh, go away from these friends, mm. from this job. They are not good, good for, for me, me. Yeah. for my future for my health and yeah. in the end you are your personality you are yeah. your life yes it has not this sounds hard but it has nothing to do 
with with your co-workers yes yes yeah of course they will be sad when you leave the job they like you yeah. but you but, are not happy in the yeah, job exactly. and it's not your it's not your task to stay in this just for them yeah and this took for me took a while to understand because i'm a i'm a supportive person people pleaser a little yeah. bit me too i, I like a lot to help i love to support people me too. And then to go out of this bubble, it's so hard. I think what helped me personally was that um, my psychologist, and I truly believe everyone needs a therapist, by the way, um, said, okay, can you go to the mirror and tell yourself that everything you do is good for you? Can you tell yourself I'm proud of you? And can you literally look yourself in the eyes and say, this is what we do now and this is our life? Can you deal with this? And I literally went to the mirror at the time and I, w I just looked myself in the eyes and I was like, no, I'm not doing things that are good for me. I'm in a really bad situation and I put myself in it because I wanted to please others instead of pleasing myself. So every once in a while, like I'm doing it like every month, I'm going to the mirror and I'm literally looking myself in the eyes being like, hear me out. Hear me out. This is great. We're doing good. It's also like um, someone told me, like, do things that you will think yourself for later. Mm -hmm. So I started kind of treating myself well. Uh, and every time I do something and then later I see that because I did something like a week ago or the day before, like prepared myself meal prep so I don't have to deal with this. I'm saying to myself, thank you, Lexi. Yeah, it's kind of you, you, you support your future self. Yeah, and a lot of people think that uh, you sound like a golem talking to yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm so nice to myself. I'm thanking myself for doing this work. So now I don't have to. And I had time back then. So instead of watching Netflix, I did this. And now I don't have to and I don't have time. So this is actually really helpful. So thank you, Lexi. So yeah, actually, wouldn't you do like YouTube videos about the uh, yoga philosophy? Because that may be really interesting for all of your clients. Whenever I go to like yoga, I just get all the exercises. No one really talks about the, the whole philosophy or the mental stuff that's connected with it. I know it exists, but I never have been like touched by it. It's like there is a class and movement and then there's this whole thing that no one talks about. I think so, the tricky thing is that uh, people don't know what to search. Um, Oh, for me, How for about doing people? like videos in which you do the exercise and you talk about uh, oh, the I, whole I, thing at the same time? I, I, I do it a little bit all the ah, time. Okay, okay. So, and a good, in my opinion, a good yoga teacher does it when, when it... Maybe you can do like uh, 10 uh, movements to help your lower back and feel better about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that, you know, like kind, a, of. kind of cringy, yeah, but, but, but yeah. That's the point, I, I, or I get ideas do it yeah. especially with the wording mental health and it, yeah. it's true i i said to a friend that the 200 hour yoga teacher for mental training, health yeah yeah huh? the the 200 hour teacher training it felt like a self therapy oh uh, yeah kind of and everyone goes through it like yeah. if you talk about philosophy and you 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 see parallels through everyone and you reflect your own life and they're like wow yeah crazy yeah self-awareness a blessing in the course and self-confidence yes like be proud of yourself like you said that's a good thing and we should do it more often yeah i'm really trying sometimes and sometimes i'm even doing bad lexi there are not too much donuts oh, the donuts we actually have a pretty big situation in this house with donuts 
that's the okay, gut yeah. feeling that's the gut feeling like we need donuts but anyway okay so i think we're kind of like an hour in yeah uh if you guys want me to make another one with nicole because this is a really great conversation leave us a comment uh, on youtube or on instagram and also don't forget to leave a five-star rating for this podcast if uh, you like it it helps a lot in growth and share it with the person who may be in the same situation as nicole and needs some help and some inspiration from person who has been going through a similar situation it's always good to know that there is someone who's going through the same thing it makes you feel like oh how did you do it uh so yeah thanks guys very much listen to us on apple Podcasts, spotify or whatever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to leave us a follow thank you very much and i will see you next week bye ciao